This episode is being brought to you by Speedweed. Speedweed is America's most trusted name in medical marijuana delivery. For more information, go to www.speedweed.com. Enjoy! You know what I heard today at the show when we were eating dinner? Somebody said that Singapore was ranked one of the unhappiest places, one of the unhappiest cities in the world. Hmm. One of the lowest three unhappiest cities. Is the other one Japan? I don't know which what the other ones are, and this is all just hearsay, so I'm, I don't know if it's true or not. But it's weird because it's also one of the richest places in the world. Right, but you know what they say, money doesn't buy happiness. I can see it because growing up, you're... you're you live in a bit of a pressure cooker in Singapore. There's a lot of... Um, Do you? Yeah, there's a lot of pressure on high school kids. So, for example, at the age of 10, you get streamed into a certain class. Like, you're going to be in this class. You're going to be a... I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's like, so you're a really smart student. There's a gifted program. You could you do a test to see if you're gifted, and you get into a gifted program. It's, um, if you don't do so well, you'll be in the normal program. You know, So at 10 years old and at 12, you have another streaming, and 16 and 18. So there's a constant series of tests and exams to determine how smart or dumb you are. So it's very pressurizing. It doesn't stop when you start working either. Everyone's very competitive. Oh, are there a lot of suicides here? That I don't know. I know in Japan, that's pretty famous for having a lot of suicides. I didn't know about Singapore. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Well, just from personal accounts of like, you know, how many people you know that jump off of buildings? I don't know of any in Singapore. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's not that high. Not that high, maybe. Money It's also illegal to kill yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's why people don't kill themselves. They're like, I'll be arrested arrested. on my way off the bridge. Yeah. and You know what I never understood about committing suicide off a bridge you're jumping into water how why do people die when they jump into water don't they just like float float i know right like how is that a good way to kill yourself i think they put weights i think the ones who are really serious about it put weights on their feet so they oh and if they listen to joe rogan's podcast they put a kettlebell Okay, so I'm in Singapore. This is literally day two of me in Singapore in my first time ever. And you grew up in Singapore. I grew up here, yeah. This place is very strange. and I know, you hate it. You, you, already, you kind of already hate it before you came, right? Even in Malaysia, you're saying things like, I told I, I told everybody I said I go give me your pee so <laughs> so that uh, I could, in case they drug test me um, I have your pee which is clean because I have <laughs> marijuana in my system and all of my uh, Twitter followers were like why would you go to Singapore mm. you're gonna be miserable there there's no weed you can't they'll execute you for bringing weed in and you know they'll drug test you and you could go to jail. So I thought, hmm, should I listen to Twitter or should I, <laughs> or should I do this show? <laughs> I think you made the right call. So the whole time when I was in Malaysia, I kept asking Dwayne, I kept asking everybody, is it true? Can they put you in jail for having marijuana in your system? And I forget who it was. Oh, it was Dwayne. Mm. He goes, nothing's going to happen. They're not going to do that to you. It's not like when you see a sign that says no outside food and beverage, you get in trouble for something that's in your stomach. Yeah, but then I think someone, I Googled it for you. 
Oh, you did? I did Google it Because I was so you. worried. You were so worried. I Googled it for you. And there, it, it, it did seem like Singapore would actually get you into trouble if you came into the country with wheat in your system. But that they only did it for people who looked a certain way. Like, right. Yeah, and because I'm a fair-skinned Chinese girl... Yeah, they would not have... I just passed through immigration with flying colors. Correct. And then I turned around and lifted up, took off my first shirt, and had a weed shirt underneath. I was like, gotcha, motherfuckers! <laughs> That's right, you gave them both middle fingers. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I, I suffer from reverse racial discrimination. You know, nobody thinks I smoke weed. So much so that... Unless I, they listen to your podcast and follow you on Twitter. Right. But otherwise, uh, nobody offers me weed. I always have to proactively look for it because I'm not an obvious pothead. <laughs> yeah, when you're walking on New York City, no guy's going, weed, weed? Yeah, nobody. Nobody offered me weed ever. You for know? you. So, but no, it works to my advantage because I don't get stopped either. Yep, sometimes reverse discrimination works out. So, so yeah, so I was not looking forward to coming to Singapore because of the freaking strict drug laws. And you guys also execute these nice people who bring weed into your country. I know, it's really And wrong. it's really ridiculous. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, surprisingly though, even though you risk execution, we still have a fair amount of drug usage in Singapore. Do you? Yeah, like when I was growing up in, in high school, people would do, not just weed, people would do hard stuff like ecstasy. They would? Yeah, at like the beach parties, you'd be dropping E. I'm like, who risked their lives to... That is crazy. Do they just think they're not going to get caught? They probably do, yeah. I mean, who thinks they're going to get caught when they commit any kind of crime, right? But... They probably hired someone that looked like you to smuggle it in. I think that's what they did. <laughs> so I don't like Singapore just on paper before I came because of the drug laws as an avid drug user. <laughs> so Maybe I was, you're going to go to jail just for recording this podcast in Singapore. No, I'm not, I'm not going to go to jail. Jen Han's going to jail. <laughs> and he wants it because he thinks it'll be kind of cool, right? Like him, it, he it'll be a good bit for him or something. He doesn't want to, but he thought it was funny. He if, thought he's funny. If he, but can we talk about how much we love Jen Han? Oh, we love Jen Han. Jen Han, shout out to Jen Han. Jen Han, <laughs> as much as I make fun of Asian guys, Jen Han is so cute mm. and so nice. Such and a sweetheart. What makes him so lovable is that. He's like a chubby guy <laughs> who does fat guy jokes. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, right, right. Because he's not that fat. He's not but that fat. But he makes fat. it seem like he's fat, which is hilarious. He's not that fat. And remember that night when we were all sitting around and people were like, yeah, he's not that fat. <laughs> and and he's sitting there like, I am fat. <laughs> I'm like, don't worry, Jen Han. I think you're fat. <laughs> <laughs> Feel better now? <laughs> and that, that solidified our, our new friendship. Oh, it's adorable. Yes, <laughs> Jen Han is adorable. He is. He's like a little teddy bear. I love him so much. And then his fat jokes are <laughs> so funny. Oh, they're so funny. They're so funny. Because he'll act out like how a fat guy pulls out a wedgie from his butt <laughs> yeah and you have to see it like it's like uh, he, he'll be walking and then he and then he just straightens his leg and we've all seen people do it <laughs> yeah. that's his best joke in the world in the world yes 
Okay, so here's my first impression of Singapore since you didn't ask me. <laughs> oh, am I still interviewing you? <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. So this is my second day in Singapore. Well, besides Singapore, just being in Asia in general is very weird for me because I'm so used to being in the States. Mm-hmm. And I've barely spent any time in, the, in Asia to begin with. Right. Like I've literally spent 20 days in, maybe not 20, maybe like I haven't spent more than a month total. In your life. In Asia, in my entire life. Wow, you're really whitewashed. Yeah. So I'm very uh, Americanized. Mm-hmm. And for me, it is weird. Like tonight, we went up to your friend's apartment. Mm-hmm. And they have a poker table <laughs> set up in the dining room. And it's all a bunch of Asians right. playing poker and drinking. And this is something that I never have seen. Really? Never. Do you, Americans don't just sit around and play poker? I mean, they do, but it's white people playing poker. <laughs> so you just haven't seen Asians playing poker. Well, okay, first of all, let me clarify. I am not friends with a lot of Asians at all. Right. I grew up, I was in like the Glenview Korean American Orchestra. Hmm. And that was weird to me because they were all Korean. What did you play? I played the oboe. No way, your culture is that cultured? I don't know any kind of musical instrument is cultured. You don't play instruments? I play the piano, but I'm kind of cultured. I just didn't know you were. about you you can take it as well as you give it (laughs) unlike some people unlike some people that we know Mm -hmm. it's true (laughs) and i give it good and i can take it just as good you can take it just as good and the people it's so funny because the people who don't know how to take it don't give it dish it out good that's true right it's like that's all you got yeah Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, that really hurt my feelings that really hurt Oh, you want to call me a whore? I already call myself a whore on stage. You're going to have to do better than that. Exactly, exactly. So you play piano? I didn't know you were... (laughs) (laughs) It's so good, it's so good. It's so good. That's going to be the climax of the podcast. Okay, so you didn't know I was cultured, but you play... How well do you play the piano? Not well. Not well? Not well. You probably play the oboe better than I play the piano. I also play piano. No, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You're like twice as cultured than I thought you were. Um, and I also play the guitar. Okay, now you're just exaggerating. <laughs> I, I've been hanging out with Esther for months, so I'm on to her tricks. And no. she knows I'm gullible, so she'll like pretend the shit of it. And at some point, I'll be like, okay, you're no, pulling my leg. I'm serious. <laughs> you really play the guitar? Yes, you could go on my website. I have videos of me playing guitar. Oh my god, you're right. I did see this before and like years I play, ago. I play the ukulele and <sighs> I play the piano. I used to play the oboe. I don't anymore, but... I grew up playing the oboe, and I was the first chair oboe player for the state of Illinois. Oh my god, wait, you're so talented. Yeah, so I'm used to being on stage in front of people Mm. since I was a baby. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you played it since you were a baby? (laughs) (laughs) You're so funny, you're so funny, you played since you were a baby. (laughs) 
learned that I take things very literally. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you put since you were a baby. I can't think it. No. <laughs> okay. No. I guess that's a no. No, no, no. <laughs> I played since I was ten, but I've been on stage. <laughs> I've been on stage since I was a baby. I had to dance for my church. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Oh my god, this is so funny. <laughs> oh my god, do your parents have a piano in their house? They did, and then I actually feel a bit guilty. So when I was younger, I was the one that pestered my parents to buy a piano and give me lessons. That's, I was probably about six years old. You and it, broke it. No, at 12, I quit. Uh-huh. And so they sold the piano because I quit. Why would they sell it? You might have quit for a year and then been interested in it again and that's exactly what happened i came home one day i was like i'm taking on the piano again where's the piano and just like finding this car i didn't notice that the piano was missing oh my god i so gone years they... without even noticing that the piano was gone you know how i was telling you how i don't really pay attention to shit like that's how bad i am i didn't even know my piano was gone for like five years oh my god why are you so <laughs> absent-minded <laughs> it's not SMI. i just don't pay attention when something's not relevant to me like if i don't need a piano i won't notice that I it's not there i pay attention to everything everything yes <laughs> <laughs> like tonight that british guy paul came to the show and I was like, did you get a haircut? And he's like, yeah. Wait, who's the British guy, Paul? The one who shot the vignettes. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Did you notice he got a haircut? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I notice when people get haircuts, like, wow. immediately. Immediately. Oh. Yeah. And I also notice when people change the knobs to their pool house no cabinets. No way. No way. Yeah. Why are you so observant? I don't know. I guess it's because I'm so cultured. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know I was so cultured okay, because when I come here, you guys all look at me like um this crazy slutty girl or something. I don't know what you guys think, but I'm just different than you. You're definitely different from the perception that you give to people because, like you say, your stage persona is slutty, right? But then you actually it's not really... even slutty. Just because I talk about sex on stage doesn't mean I'm slutty. Everybody has sex. Right, that's true. That's true. So, why do we why do we think you're slightly just about because you talk about sex, right? We, we, it's the way I dress. <laughs> oh, it's the way you dress. Don't you normally just wear jeans and t shirt? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Mm, except in Malaysia and Singapore. Like she dressed up from well, Malaysia and Singapore. I, I dressed up because I know the ticket prices were high. So I figured I don't want to be underdressed. I don't want like Asian girls in the audience to be more dressed up than me. Mm. So that's why I dressed up. Oh, I see. It's kind of like how I feel when a guy takes me to a nice restaurant. Like I would dress up because you're taking me to a nice place. I want to give you the respect yeah. of looking good if right. you're taking me to a nice place. So if your audiences are paying more. Yeah. Plus, like, it's nice to wear, to dress up on dates because a lot of, like, I own so many dresses that I never wear. I know, me too. Especially since I became like, a comedian. I don't wear my nice yeah, clothes Yeah, it's like, you're not going to wear dresses every night to comedy clubs. Yeah. Like, we went to Ted Baker. Remember, we went shopping in Ted Baker. And you're like, where are the hoochie clothes? I want hoochie mama clothes. And even I felt like these clothes were too classy for a comedian. I'm like, when would I ever wear these? They are. They, yeah. Plus, you also, like, lose your figure in them. They, I know. They were pretty old like, women clothes. the more expensive, the more money you pay for clothes, it seems like 
the more they want to like hide your figure. Yeah, I hear right? you. Right? Yeah, mainly because it's for rich older women who don't have a figure anymore. There's this Japanese comedian in New York. I don't know if he. I don't. I haven't seen him in years. But Rio, he used to do this joke. Rio Hayashi. Do you know him? Oh my god, he's so fucking funny. He's been doing it for a long time. You know him? Yeah, I know him. Well, I don't know if it's the same Rio. Oh, maybe it's the same Rio. Hmm. Yeah. True. But do you know he does his 69 joke? <laughs> no. He does a joke about 69. He said, when Asians do 69, it's 11. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're so flat. <laughs> it sounds like the Rio I know. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. Like, he does very clever jokes like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really clever. Yeah, like, yeah. You have to think a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. B- he has a joke about suicide in Japan. Oh, awesome. so what's weird to me you know i didn't okay i grew up with like asians at my church but at school it was i was the only asian my family was the only asians wow you're the only one yeah so when you grow up around white people you don't grow up scared of white people right you grow up friends with white people yeah so that when you enter the working world and the business world and whatever industry you get into, you're not scared to talk to white people as opposed to some Asians who grow up only with Asians and then they're taught by their parents like, well, you know, you got to work harder than the white man Mm. because we're immigrants and you're going to have to work twice as hard just to get as far as they do. And so you grow up with this complex like, oh my God, I'm lesser than these white people. And I never grew up with that. My parents never drilled that in my head. Mm -hmm. We just existed in this neighborhood with (laughs) these people. And what's so scary about talking to white people? But some Asians in America are. Uh, How does that make you relate to Asians since you didn't grow up with Asians? You grew up with white people. How do you relate to Asians then? I don't relate to Asians. You don't relate to Asians because you went... That's why, that's yeah. why this whole week has been, been so such weird for you. a weird thing for me because I'm not used to it mm. and I'm used to being the only Asian. Right. I think you were mentioning and how... And so oh, sometimes wait, I don't when I... anymore. Yeah. So sometimes when I like walk into a room and there's a bunch of white people or non-Asians and then there's another Asian, it's almost like we have to have like a... What do they call that? A showdown. A showdown. <laughs> Like, all right, which who's gonna stay? You know, <laughs> I remember you even saying like it was a little weird for you to be on stage with so many Asians because you felt you no longer stand out. Like in LA, you were just always the only Asian. You felt you stood out. Totally, yeah. I mean, but I but there are things about it that I also like. You know, I think it's also cool um, because because there are characteristics in Asians here that I see that I identify yeah, with. Yeah, that's so interesting. Like what? I can't think of it right now. Like you love to eat? Oh my god, here's the, let's pause right now. Okay, what were we talking about when we got interrupted? Oh man. Uh oh 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 I know. You were saying how it was weird being here. Um Yeah, yeah. It is weird for me to be in Asia. When I see you guys be all it's like when you said you were like, Yeah, what did you say just now? You're like, Asians are like real people or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're surprised that Asians can be real people and not a caricature? Yeah. For me, I don't... I grew up with so many Asians in church. But then, like, once I left church, I kind of left Asians. 
Mm. <laughs> the Asian community. And wait, so your perception of Asians was like the stereotypical perception that a white person has of an Asian person, like good at math, work at the Chinese restaurant, that kind of thing? Or also just from my experience, just like super overly zealous about Jesus. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's not most Asian people. I know. Mm. I know that's not most, but most of the Asians I've known in my life have been these Jesus freaks. Oh, so when you're hanging out with my friends and we're going partying at two in the morning and and driving drunk and playing poker, you're like, whoa, this is not Jesus-fearing people. Yes. (laughs) Like, to me, it was, like, mind-boggling to see you guys, like, be... Naughty? (laughs) Not naughty, but just, like... I don't know. It's funny. It's like I'm, like, watching a movie. (laughs) It's like I'm watching Crazy Rich Asians. It's like you're watching Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It is. It kind of is, yeah. So I want to ask you more about all the fucking stuff that... About Singapore. Mm. Because you're the first Singaporean that I have ever met. Cool. Yeah. And you're the first lad I ever met. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the deal with Singapore? Are you guys a city or a country? We're both. We are one city and one country. Like, there's no other city other than Singapore, but the country's also Singapore. And what's outside of Singapore? Water. Uh huh. <laughs> so you guys are an island. We're an island, yeah. Oh my god! This whole time I'm on an island. You're an <laughs> island, yeah. I know. Nobody told me. Yes, it's an. It's called the island of Singapore. Oh, it's an island. It's an island. So it's like if Hawaii became a country. Yeah, but Singapore's a lot smaller than even Hawaii. Oh, you guys are tiny. We're tiny. We're about three times the size of Washington, D.C. How many people live here? Five million. What? <laughs> That's it? That's it, yeah. What? I know. We did pretty good for just five million people, right? Oh, my God. Mm. That's so tiny. You yeah. guys call yourself a fucking country? <laughs> when I was growing up, I think it was only 2 million. <laughs> we were already a country then, too. What the fuck? This is really weird. Yeah, I guess anything can call itself a country, right? Like, Wow. <laughs> so you guys are a tiny country mm-hmm. with a lot of money. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Like, how did we do that? I'm actually very fascinated by how... It was actually one person, our our founding father... Prime Minister Lee Kuan Yew, who has since passed away. It was What's his pretty name? much him. Lee Kuan Yew. Lee Kuan Yew. Lee Kuan Yew. Essa has gotten very good at Singlish, by the way. Well, Say something in Singlish or Manglish, because she was in Malaysia for a whole week, so she speaks Manglish now. Uh, it'll come out, don't worry. <laughs> well, because I know you don't believe me, but I speak three languages. <laughs> so when you... <laughs> anyway. So it's Korean, English, and? And Spanish. Oh, Jesus. You're fluent in Spanish? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm so impressed by you. I'm very cultured, you know. <laughs> there we go. There's the Singlish. Yeah. I'm very cultured, you know. <laughs> like tonight when I think it was your friend Ben was talking, was it? Or when, I don't know, I get all you Asians mixed up. <laughs> but uh, somebody was talking and I was like, wow, you sound like the Terminator. <laughs> yes, like, that's right. The Singaporean accent and the Malaysian accent also is very similar. And you guys sound like Arnold. You're like, don't you, yeah, I'm because like, I'll be back. Like, it's you not sound like, like, I'll be back. Because it's we're, not. You're more like, I'll be back, ah. Huh? That's Singaporean. That's I'll be back, not huh? the same as, I'll be back. It's so different. But because you guys don't have like a ching chongy accent. Oh, yeah, you're like, right. We don't. Annoying Chinese people. I know, I know. Oh, 
yes. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's actually true. way more pleasant to listen to. You know, that's so interesting because there was a comic that actually came up to me afterwards and he said, I like that you don't do the voice. And he meant that Ching Chong accent. And sometimes I will talk with a Singaporean sometimes accent. Sometimes I would talk. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes I will talk like this. But it's not like, because the, the, the American stereotype is like, Ayo, like, oh my god, how do you even do the Ching Chong accent? Can you do the Ching Chong accent for the sake of the listeners? <laughs> I don't like, know how to do it. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not, even, I'm not good at it. You're not good at it? Yeah. Like, oh, uh, Ayo, uh, why, why you want to do that? Uh? Like, I don't know how to do that. Uh? Is that more Ching Chong? Like, I don't know. Kwa Jin Han, get over here! Yeah, 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 that's it, that's it. That's the fucking Ching Chong accent. Yeah, it's very abrasive sounding. It's very abrasive. It's horrible to listen to and they're always the yelly Asians too. Like, you guys are more civilized <laughs> and those Ching Chongy Asians are, are like, you know, they're the Chinatown selling purses type of thing. Right, so they're always yelling anyway. They're always yelling. Yeah, always yelling, yeah. yeah. The Singapore accent is a bit more like the Hong Kong accent, which is very sing-song, like, hello, where is the toilet? Ah, uh, you know, it's very sing song. It's so, sing songy. Just kind of Korean is also sing songy. Oh, is it? Oh, it was so cute hearing you speak Korean. Oh my god, I got so turned on. Oh, why? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> but I mean, isn't anytime someone speaking in a foreign accent a little sexy? I mean, it has to be a sexy foreign accent. You know, like guess, the Indian accent I guess doesn't I turn me on. I barely speak Korean, and the only people I speak Korean to are my relatives. So no one's ever said that that's sexy. Of course not, because it's their accent. Like you won't find your own accent sexy. But like, I f- oh, don't you find the French accent wow. or the Spanish accent really hot? So like, the Korean accent is very hot to us too. No, I don't find the French accent <laughs> sexy. You don't? Oh, yes, I'm so repulsed sexy. by Sugar Sammy. <laughs> be so sad if he hears your podcast <laughs> he could take a joke he can take a joke that's true i like some he can take a joke <laughs> he can take a joke yeah but you some ca- people cannot uh, but he cannot <laughs> but you guys have such a great accent you like it yes it's amazing <laughs> and you guys have a leg up on other asians on the ching chong asians <laughs> because it doesn't sound wait why because it's like doesn't even sound asian you know what people don't even think it's English though. Like when I speak on the phone to my <laughs> Singaporean parents and my American roommates will be listening, they'll be like, oh, what language was that? I'll like, say, it's English, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's yeah, hilarious. it doesn't sound like English to them. They couldn't understand what I was saying. Like I can be speaking English to my parents and I can be bitching about my roommates and they'll have no idea. Oh, wow. Yeah. It does sound a little different, but I can tell you're speaking English. Thank you. <laughs> But, I also talk extra fast, okay, though, with my like, parents. All right, I... Okay, but do you speak Singaporean also? You mean Singlish? Well, I don't know. Do you speak another language? Oh, no. I mean, I will speak Mandarin, but that's from China. You speak Mandarin? Uh, yeah, I speak Mandarin. Uh-huh. And culture, too, huh? Uh-huh. Okay, so you speak Mandarin, and, and uh, I guess what's so fascinating to me is that there are countries of Asians here who speak English. <laughs> Actually, that is interesting because I always get asked, so you're doing comedy in Singapore? Is it in English? I'm like, yes, it's our first language because we are a former British colony. So we all speak English. But if it's your first language, why do you have such a strong accent? Because we were taught it here. I mean, we were, like the British came and they taught us English, but they taught 
Chinese people English. So the Chinese people took the English and modified it with their Chinese accent. So by the time it got passed down to my generation. Oh my god, that's like my friend Danny. He grew up in Chinatown in New York City. <laughs> oh, so he's a Chinatown accent? And he has a Chinatown accent. Exactly. Because his teachers were Chinese exactly. teaching English. Mm-hmm. So even though he grew up in America, he sounds like worse than you. <laughs> worse than you, thank you. <laughs> I'm now used, like when I first met Esther, I was not used to her like giving ding- zings at, at me and everyone because yeah, I'm sensitive. But after a while, I was like, oh yeah, that's just Esther. Now I zing her back, Miss oh. Culture. <laughs> Oh, did you? Did I hurt your feelings at some point? I'm sure you did. <gasps> oh my god! I go through this with everybody. With everybody, really? Probably. Yeah, probably. Unless you're Mexican, you could take a joke like this. <laughs> Justin Rivera. <laughs> Is he good at taking jokes? Yes, I made fun of him like all week. No way. Yeah, because he at we when we were at dinner the first night, mm-hmm. he was like trying to like talk to us like yeah you know I play Asia. I perform in Asia a lot because I don't get booked much off of... I do magic, so I get booked a lot in Asia. And oh, I'm I didn't like, know he was a magician. And I said, it's not because you do magic, it's because you're Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> and he laughed at that. And he's Filipino. <laughs> so, awesome. So we were all able to laugh together, mm-hmm. and he's not going to get butt hurt over it. Yeah. You know? I like, like he understands that it's a goddamn joke. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, so you guys know English, mm-hmm. and that to us, you know what it is? It's because most of the Asians who move to the U.S. are Chinese, Korean, Japanese. So we only are exposed to the top three. Okay. Yeah. So we don't know. Like even when I do crowd work, and somebody's from Malaysia or Singapore mm-hmm. or something, it just kind of like, oh, that's. That falls under miscellaneous. I miscellaneous. That I don't falls really, under miscellaneous. You're really, on the other. I don't really know you guys. So right. moving on up to the next person. Yeah. Move, so, can I get a Korean or a Japanese, please? Yeah. <laughs> so to us, like, we don't know much about you at all. Yeah. You know? And we're not on, in the big history stories, you know, like China and Japan. Especially yeah. Japan and was and not only that, but also in college, I took a Japanese cultural studies course. Wow. You're so, so cultured. Oh, my God. Stop being so surprised. <laughs> like, you act like... <laughs> what? I'm like, not surprised you, you have. You, oh, my you God. Think, you think that you, because you're Singaporean, that you're better than me. You look down on, like, yo, you're just this American slut or something. It's so funny. No, it's not because of that. What is it because of? <laughs> <laughs> what is it because of? <laughs> oh, it's funny. Well, anyway, what were you... Um, <laughs> well, who are we talking about? Justin and no, 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 English um, accents. No, what was no. it? We were just talking about uh, Japanese culture class. Oh, yeah, I took a Japanese culture class, right? So in my school, we, you there were also Chinese culture classes, and there were I don't think there were Korean cult classes, but. Those are the ones that Americans are exposed to. And we have sushi restaurants and we Mm. have Chinese restaurants and people are getting into Korean restaurants more now. But as far as like you guys, nobody in America says, let's get Singaporean I know, that's very true. I mean, we have probably 10,000 Japanese restaurants in New York and two Malaysian restaurants. Right. Yeah. So you guys are kind of underrepresented and 
it's probably due to your size to begin probably, with, yeah, I mean, right? Five million, right? Yeah, you guys are so small. Yeah, like Brunei, you probably haven't heard, seen, met anyone from Brunei in America, right? Right. Yeah, small country. Yeah, I never heard of Brunei. <laughs> never heard of Brunei. <laughs> yeah. So oh, not so cultured now, are we? That's <laughs> <laughs> the running joke of this whole pocket. But have you heard of Idaho? Yeah, it's got potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> Japanese culture class. Oh, right. Japanese culture class. And then... Um, and you haven't heard of us. But yeah, you, you actually taught Japanese culture. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, like we are exposed to certain select Asians. Right. And you guys are like weirdos to us. I wonder who planned that. Like how are only some Asians making it through to Americans and not others. Like, why? And well, because... who decided that? Hmm. I don't know. You guys are, like, okay with the status quo. I mean, I don't have any need to be... What I'm most concerned about when it comes to Singaporean laws are the drug laws. Right. Like, that seems... I feel like the most extreme is Philippines, and then it's you guys. Like, oh, yeah? What's the Philippine one? They, like, execute you if you do drugs. If you do it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Here is only if you import yeah. above a certain weight. So are there any protests or... <laughs> no, you know why? Why? You need to get a government permit to protest in Singapore. Isn't that hilarious? So <gasps> there's never protests? I, I, I don't re ever remember there being one. <laughs> I don't like this country. Everything is so annoying here. <laughs> and you can't do anything. I went on the subway today and I bought a Pepsi. And I took a sip of Pepsi, and this guy was like, you can't drink or eat on the subway. Oh my god, some asshole told me that too. I'm like, mind your own fucking business. Yeah. Who are you, the police? I know. So it's almost like, is it Singapore or North Korea? <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, we get fed. <laughs> it's just a little ridiculous. You guys are like a country full of hall monitors. Hmm. Not hall monitors. You guys are like c country full of honor students or something. It's just kind of a little annoying, you know. I mean, it is a like, very studious like, culture. Like telling somebody that you can't drink. I know a, a soda that you got in the subway station. I was then pissed. don't put a fucking Seven Eleven in the subway station. Yeah. If you don't want people to drink or eat on the subway. Yeah. So which it's actually, but you know what most. Singaporeans tend to be very passive. So I'm actually surprised that someone told you and someone even tell me. Like Most of us kind of he mind only, our own business. He only told me because I was asking him which subway stop I should get on. Oh, you initiated get, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so while said, I was talking to him, oh, he really? said, you're not supposed to drink. In a nice way? Yeah, in a nice oh, way. Oh, in a nice way. Okay. Yeah. It is nice. I guess you were speaking in an American accent. I was like silently eating my food when some busybody Singaporean was like, Excuse me, you're not supposed to eat in the MRT. Oh my god. I know, what a hall monitor. What? <laughs> this country is not for me. I would never live here. Yeah, you'd rather be in North Korea, huh? I would never live here. Wow. Yeah, you can't do but anything here. you know what, it's very safe so... that you won't die from a gun shooting. It's so annoying. Who cares? I'm like... <laughs> I like living on the edge. It's, yeah, it's, it's the exciting. Edge. It's exciting to never be shot any moment. <laughs> it is It is super safe here. But it's super safe here. It's like, who wants safety when you can't smoke weed? <laughs> you know? But you can. That's a crazy thing. People bring drugs into Singapore 
We have access to drugs here. That's like, nuts. I almost, I don't know who's risking their lives. I almost canceled the show. I know. You were that scared. I remember. I was like, don't cancel it. You'll be fine. I'm glad you didn't cancel. I was like, I don't want to go to Singapore. <laughs> I know. You really hated Singapore, even before coming here. But it's kind of cool, though, right? You saw that Gardens by the Bay thing. That looks really cool. I mean, whoop-dee-doo. <laughs> <laughs> whoop-dee-doo. The results, what is that saying? That expression? Like the ends don't justify the, the means. The ends don't justify the means. I don't know how I got that from your word, the results. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're good at Pictionary. <laughs> okay, just because you're watching a video of three-year-old North Koreans playing uh, a concerto on the guitar in unison, just because that is so impressive to you, it doesn't mean that what they did to teach those kids how to play guitar at such a young age and discipline them at that age is good for them. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. Singaporeans do complain a lot about the pressure cooker that is our education system. And I think the government has made some efforts to try and lighten things up. And... and I've made efforts to try to lighten you up. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, because like I see, you know, when we were in the car with Joanne, you're like asking right, 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 very advice. business-related <laughs> questions about comedy and stuff. And I'm just always like, yo, just smoke a doobie and chill and like mm -hmm. sometimes it's better i see your ambition and i admire it but i also and it reminds me of me but i it also does you were you still are I was. You were? Yeah. And then you got all, and then you discovered weed. And then I started smoking weed. Mm. And, and smoking weed helped me a lot, actually. Mm. Oh, so you used to be more like me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. You don't recognize remnants of you and me, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, you know what? No. I see how dedicated you are about your podcast, for example. We were in the middle of a fucking party. We were asked to go clubbing with free alcohol and I a hate, very cute dude. I hate clubbing. And you were like, no, I have, to, I have to release my podcast. My fans expect me. It's every Friday I have to do I, this. <laughs> I hate clubbing. So I don't care if we're in Singapore and it's like the most exclusive, fancy, beautiful club. I don't want to stand in a bar where drunk people are spilling drinks on me and the music is so loud that I'm worried about the decibel level entering my eardrum. I know, I'm not really a fan I anymore. already... I <laughs> No, you're just turning into me. I, I know, I'm really turning into you. <laughs> I'm become a pothead soon. The, the, thing <laughs> the thing is, when I drive my car, I put the music on blast mm -hmm. and I sing along to rock and roll. When I get out of the car and get back in, I always have to adjust the volume down at first because it is so blaringly loud that I'm just like, whoa. So I'm always blowing out my eardrums in the car. So I don't need to blow out my eardrums at a club. Right. I do care about my health <laughs> as much as you may look seem like, oh, she probably doesn't give a shit. But I do. Yeah. Well, you don't drink. Yeah. I saw, I saw that. I mean, I do, I do drink, but I don't drink often, mm. you know. And you eat healthy? I eat McDonald's like once a week. How often do you eat McDonald's? Never. See, you think you're better than me? <laughs> <laughs> That's Jim Gaffigan's joke. What does he say? He says, I love it when you tell people you eat McDonald's, they look at you like, oh, I didn't know I was better than you. <laughs> oh, I remember that joke. That's it awful. It is so good. It's so good. Oh my goodness. But I eat Burger King, so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's the same thing. 
Singapore, you guys all have pressure as kids to like be valedictorian, probably. Yeah, so it's kind of hard for the ones who are underachieving. Underachieving, yeah, because there's almost like nowhere for them to go. I feel like in America, you can be a late bloomer and it'll still work out. Or you could have a good personality. And get by on your personality, even if your grades are bad. And I've had some friends who are not successful academically in in school become very successful in businesses. Totally. Yeah. So like they make you believe that if you are failing grade school or high school, that you're gonna fail in life. Correct. But yeah. that is just so not. It's true. not true. Yeah. And I think more and more people are learning that. Uh, which is part of the reason why a lot of people want to send their kids overseas, right? Because they're not, they're a bit disillusioned with the Singapore system. I mean, it creates, because Singapore went from third world to first world in one generation. So I, I, when? I from, we, we gained independence only in 1963. Okay, you did? From yeah. who? Indonesia. From Malaysia. Like we broke away from Malaysia. Oh, good move. Right. Oh my God. After having spent five days in Malaysia? Yeah, it's like almost Singapore like, is such an upgrade. I know. I mean, like one comic phrased it best when he said, it's kind of like, I dumped this girl. And then five years later, I'm like, oh my God, she's so hot now. Uh, it's like Pete Davidson going out with Ariana Grande. Oh man, yeah. Oh, exactly. wow. Yeah, so even though it may seem kind of draconian, etc. from your perspective, but that was what Singapore needed to bring us from a third world to a first world country. They needed people who could do the work and do the job and bring the Whoa. country to a level of prosperity. So from that perspective, I still respect what our government did to bring us to this level. Yeah, because some governments... Okay, there is a level of respect you got to have for Singapore because you guys did that. But because there are some governments who just don't give a shit about their people don't give a shit. or their country. And live a very caring and, government. And the, only the people up top live the luxurious life exactly, and everybody yeah. else is living in poverty. Right. You know? Whereas so, the Singapore government has gotten the vast majority of Singaporeans to like a pretty decent standard of living. It's true. So did they create jobs or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, um, like we had a tax haven. So a lot of companies came to Singapore. They encouraged to come to Singapore. Oh, Yeah. Wow. We have a very smart government. Like, I mean, Lee Kuan Yew was just so brilliant. I don't even know how he did it as one person. Like, he was really the driving force oh, wow. behind all of this growth. No way. Mm. Wow. Okay, and why did you guys leave Malaysia just for... Malaysia kicked us out. That's why the joke was like, it was like a guy dumping a girl. Oh. And then five years later, oh my gosh, it's so fucking hot now. I want her back. And she don't fucking want you no more. Oh. Yeah, this is why they say success is the best revenge. Yeah. Yeah, so when we got kicked out of Malaysia, our prime minister was like, well, I mean, he cried. Actually, he cried on national TV because he did not think we could do it without Malaysia. And oh, then I guess at some point wow. he's like, well, we just... Couldn't. Meanwhile, Malaysia it remains corrupt mm -hmm. and uh, poorer than you guys. Yeah, well, now they have a new government, so things might be changing. But yeah, for a while there, their, their prime minister was, was known to be a pretty corrupt guy. And that's, what, that's why Malaysia is now so happy that Mahathir got re-elected at the age of 90-something, 90 93, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. See, we don't know shit about this at all. But... I know, it's actually a real, like, Rex to Richard story. It's kind of like a cool drama. Like, oh, you got kicked out of the 
country that you unified with, and then you became better than the country that kicked you totally. out. Totally, like, so cool, right? It is cool. I'm trying mm. to think of an analogy. Like, who else is like that? Oh, South Korea and North Korea. But they didn't like own South Korea. It's, that's a different story. Yeah, it's not like North Korea kicked South Korea. Oh, the South Korea became yeah, North and Korea. the difference between Malaysia and Singapore aren't as stark as North no, not and as South stark. Korea. No, not yeah, at all. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you in Kuala Lumpur is pretty. Well, pretty so cool when city. the when the summit came here, mm-hmm. you were in the states, though, right? I was in the states. Yeah, yeah, so you don't know. You didn't see all the hoopla. All the hoopla. So I did ask my friends, like, what are people thinking? I did about? ask my friends. I did ask my friends what. <laughs> What people talk about this? I try to talk like really Singaporean. I mean, I, I'm sounding more American now that I'm talking, but I can sound even more Singaporean. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they, you heard about the summit? Yeah. So I heard that Singapore spent like what twenty million dollars on the summit. I'm like, you mean Trump? And North Korea didn't pay us shit. Like Singapore just like sponsored this whole thing, and so I was like, "Wow, twenty million dollars!" And okay, where does this twenty million dollars go? Why does it cost so I much sec- money? I mean, security. Have- okay, I saw where they met. <laughs> it didn't look that great. It was an outdoor venue. It's free. It's a building, <laughs> and they met on a piece of carpet. <laughs> How much can a piece of carpet and a rental of an outdoor location be? These governments, they're so... Well, they had to secure the whole outdoor location, Oh, okay, right? so they need security. Yeah, they need okay, security. Okay, so the, all the bodyguards and secret service people. Yeah, and accommodation, I mean... Hotel. Hotels, food. It's a lot of people. They brought a lot uh-huh. of people. But still, $20 million? I I could do that for $1 million. Nah, you could <laughs> You give that somebody, no carpet. Somebody, somebody's pocketing nineteen million. I think it's twenty million. Maybe I should check, but I think I remember. Okay, 20 so million. some exorbitant amount. Um, you know, when I was watching the news when that all went down, I thought it was kind of weird that you Singaporeans were like, okay, so there's this guy who's a Kim Jong Un impersonator from Australia, mm. and he came here. Oh, that's right, and there was a Trump impersonator. And that everybody came here. was excited and taking pictures <laughs> with him and stuff. And it was almost like he's Kim Jong Un had become like a caricature, mm-hmm. you know. Like they just, it was just like they were. They the thing is, when I was watching it, they didn't know that he was an impersonator. Yeah, they thought that was really Kim Jong Un just walking so down the street and nobody. The, you see these gullible, dumbass Singaporeans <laughs> like on TV being like, "Oh my god!" Tell us how you really feel about was, Singaporeans. That, that was. <laughs> Colorful, dumb ass Singapore. You know, they go, they, all these girls are like, oh my god, I just saw Kim Jong-un and he didn't even have security with him. God, that's pretty dumb. And I'm like, wow, this is fucking embarrassing for you guys. I know, this is what our education system did to us. We don't get sarcasm, we don't get impersonation. You don't get impersonations. <laughs> oh my god, you probably don't even have any impersonators in your country. We have no impersonators. Oh, we had Elvis impersonators back in the day. I think that's the oh extent of impersonators. You guys are like a country of bookworm idiots <laughs> i was like this is embarrassing yeah that does sound pretty bad yeah yeah, yeah. plus he's like an evil dictator yeah and, and he's she, not gonna walk around and, waving and at she's these girls were like so excited as if he was a celebrity i know isn't it and it's so like weird? he's not a fucking celebrity yeah yeah he's an evil dictator it was very strange for me to see that how do you feel about these um celebrities running for political office now 
Do you um, hear about Cynthia Nixon running for governor of New York? The girl from Sex and the City? Yeah. Looks like Trump started a whole tsunami just, of celebrity politicians. Yeah, it is weird. And Arnold. And Arnold, yeah. I guess Arnold's well, the Ronald first Ronald Reagan started it That's all. That's true. I so, guess Trump made it explode. <laughs> I mean, but Ronald Reagan was an actor and people thought he wasn't going to win because they were all like, he's an actor, don't worry, he's not going to win. And then he fucking won. Yeah. So... It's, um, I don't know. I, I don't know why anybody gets into politics. Mm. Like, none of them have good intentions. Do they really want to change... Change the world. ...the country? No, it's always self-serving. It is interesting. Yeah. So I guess, all right, you prefer Malaysia to Singapore. Well, I feel like Malaysia is more weed-friendly. <laughs> so if that was my criteria, then yes. No, okay. Yeah. So what has your experience been like going to the United States? Because you went to college there. Yeah, right? college, law school. So do you feel like people are racist towards you for being, coming from outside the U.S.? You know, I think I've gotten a couple of racist experiences. One, I was walking on the street and this guy just spat at me. But I wasn't like sure whether he was spinning on the street or at me. But two white guys who, who saw that were like, did he just at her so that was like one thing that i saw there was somebody spit at you he, he it didn't hit me but it looked like he was spitting towards me and he I think probably it, thought you were me <laughs> <laughs> he's like i don't like her what are your worst jokes what, what are like the worst jokes that get into the most trouble that the, like what did the new york post talk about oh my chink jokes oh your chink jokes yeah. oh, is that it but yeah. you're right i mean the C word is like the N word for black people. Like, why can't we say it? That's dumb. Chink. Right? Chink. We should be able yeah. to say it. No, it's so dumb. But these Asians... Okay, like, you remember when we sat down, we were waiting in line for that restaurant wh- where the yellow tents were outside? What was that restaurant called? Oh, yeah. Fatty Crab. Oh, Fatty Crab. And you were explaining... The crabs were not fat, though. And I was asking you about sarcasm. Yeah. And you were telling me that you didn't understand I sarcasm. I didn't get sarcasm, Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Mm, we were not taught that in school. <laughs> we only know things that we are taught. Okay, we weren't taught sarcasm in school either, but... <laughs> How do you guys even learn sarcasm? Because everyone was sarcasm. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! And I'm so Singaporean. <laughs> oh my god. See, we don't have patience for that. <laughs> if you don't know sarcasm, don't come to America. Because we don't have patience to teach you guys sarcasm. Okay, so what? You memorized the periodic table. Well, we don't have to learn it. Like, there's no need to learn sarcasm, right? It doesn't serve any need other than the need to yeah. be sarcastic. You have fun and you laugh. Oh, sure, but there are... Oh my god, see, you don't see value in being sarcastic. I don't see value in being sarcastic. Yeah, that's right. I don't see value in being sarcastic. Okay, we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense to me. Oh my god, but you're a comedian. How can you call yourself a comedian and say there's no value to being sarcastic? In real life? Like, why do you need to be sarcastic? Why can't you just say it like it is? Because it's funny. Is it? It's a way to express your disdain towards something. Okay. It's not Asian culture. (laughs) Oh my god. See, this is where I run into trouble with the goddamn Asians in America who don't understand sarcasm. Yeah, because they think I'm being serious, right? They think I'm being serious when I'm making a fucking joke. Mm, Yeah, I can see why you get in trouble because it's not like a thing in Asia. And then they're like, oh my god, she's a disgrace to Asians. She's putting Asians down. I'm like, you guys, I'm making a joke. Mm Mm-hmm. 
But I think that's the problem all comedians face when they cross a certain line. And you know, the line keeps shifting, so we don't even know where the line is anymore. And the line has gotten finer and finer as, mm-hmm. as we get more and more politically correct. Like, I'm sure that joke would have been fine maybe five years ago, but now everyone's like, oh, so sensitive and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, blame it on the line moving, but <laughs> you guys should learn sarcasm. You know? Why? Give me a good reason why. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, I just don't see the value in sarcasm. Oh, my God. It's not that funny. It is funny. Maybe to you. <laughs> um. See, this is why... Okay, I watched this, um, this show about, like, world's top best hotels. Mm-hmm. And that hotel with the surfboard on top was one of them. Oh, yeah, cool. What was it called? Marina Bay Sands. Marina Bay Sands. And I was watching That's this... That's so sh- funny you call it a surfboard. I didn't, I've never heard it been, be described as a surfboard before. So I was watching this show and they said... They were like interviewing the top chef, like the head chef of that restaurant in the hotel. Like it's a massive hotel, right? Mm-hmm. And they brought in... Here's another... Like I just want to show you how bad you guys are at everything... <laughs> Because, like, at the hotel, customer service is really bad in Asia. Is it? Yes. Terrible. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> <laughs> this should be in a video cast. <laughs> so, because I always feel like... America has is, bad service? No. America has decent service because of the tipping culture. But when you go to especially Thailand, which has amazing service with no tipping, I always use that as like my example for why you don't actually need tipping culture to get good service because you yeah. can get incredible service. In Thailand. Or like because, several countries well, that don't have tipping. they're not really waiters. They're more like slaves. <laughs> or Japan, they actually get insulted if you tip them because they take so pride in their job. So didn't you enjoy that hyperbole just now? There's Which value one? when I called them slaves. I'm exaggerating. Mm-hmm. You didn't enjoy that? Are you still trying to prove to me that sarcasm has value? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it's a it's a good way for two people to bond over something. Is it? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, you're gonna have a tough time in America, honey. So- I survived for twenty years. <laughs> I'm okay. Oh, that's true. You've been there a while. Mm. So I was watching this show and... But my friends had to teach me sarcasm. <laughs> the director... I thought it was funny because the people in charge are like white, right? At the hotel. Like, oh, yeah, Like yeah, they yeah. brought in... The head chef is like a famous chef from like Toronto or something. Yeah, we only respect white people here in Asia. Right? Right, yeah. The top guys are always white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like white privilege extends all over Asia. Totally. Like, it's amplified here. What did, what did you guys say... You had an acronym for it. Loser back home? <laughs> LBH. LBH? Yeah, loser back home. I never heard that. So explain to me what LBH is. So it, it's the acronym for loser back home, meaning a white girl, even an Asian American who was like a loser back home and couldn't get many girls, not very good at his job. But then when they come to Asia, all of a sudden all the girls want them because they think they're rich and they're automatically assumed to be more competent at their jobs because they're white. But they're actually a LBH, loser back home. But they come here and now they're like kings of the world. Have you ever slept with a loser back home? I've never slept with an LBH. Oh. Mm. Yeah, but they're... I, I only sleep with LBH losers back here. <laughs> <laughs> so there must be white guys who do come here who are actually broke. 
Exactly, yeah. And they come here because all of their ex-girlfriends have filed restraining orders against <laughs> them in the United States. Uh-huh. And they come here. Their records are cl- clean They have here. clean slates That's here. That's right, yeah. And girls think, Asian girls think, oh, he's he's got money. Meanwhile, he's a complete loser. Yeah, I and know. And he spent all of his money like uh, defending himself in court, <laughs> right? And and then they fall for it. I think Asians can be so gullible sometimes. But because you know what? It's changing. So now that there's so many more millionaires in China, so in China, girls used to go for the white guys because they had the money. But now mm-hmm. they're learning. Chinese girls are smart. They're learning that a lot of these white guys I are I know. LBH. It's like that, that girl who asked for an iPhone from eight of her boyfriends and then bought a house. No, shut up. I didn't hear about this. Was she Chinese? What? That headline was on Twitter every day last year. What are you talking about? You never heard about it. Yeah, I never heard about it. But I'm not on Twitter much. You're not on Twitter? No. Man, how are you going to find out when the Thai boys get released? From the New York Times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're a New York Times reading bitch. I am. That's why you. That's why you think you're better than me. Nah, that's the reason why. Because I read the New York Times. No. And you read Twitter. That's why. Oh my god. (laughs) Everybody who reads the New York Times thinks they're fucking better than everybody else. But you know, I used to get the free version until I finally decided to pony up for a subscription. So now I feel better. Before that, I just felt poor that I would be limited to three articles a month. Three articles a month? <laughs> three articles. Read three articles a month. That's, the, that's what you get for free? That's what you get for free. That's hilarious. So what other acronyms are there? LBH? LBH. Wasn't there something else you guys said tonight? Hmm... Do we? I don't know. You were most enticed by LBH. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You're like, Lucy back home! Oh my god, I've never heard of that! <laughs> oh my god, you're gonna it's get me so you're gonna true. get me arrested. You're yelling like at the top of your lungs. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. I'll take the blame. Well, Jocelyn, we've reached the end. Oh, so sad. I know. It's been so much fun. I'm so glad I got to know you better. I'm so glad I got to know the real you and not the persona you. <laughs> <laughs> and now I laugh at you. God damn it. <laughs> That's why it's dangerous to hang out with me. It is. just contagious. I mean, I was voted... Contagious cool. I was voted most fun person to work with in college. In college? Mm-hmm. What were you working on in college? I was an orientation leader. <laughs> no way. Yeah. So, but it was great because it gave me a chance to like speak in front of a new group of parents and students every two days. So right. they were like an audience mm. and I would test my jokes on them. You were a comedian back then already? No, I didn't realize it, but mm. I, without doing comedy, I wasn't doing open mics. Right. Oh, but, but you're already I making was, them laugh I would, with your sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. I'd give them a tour of the campus and I'd be like, and to your left is the English building, but we'll skip that because we all know English. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. Oh, you were such a comedian I was back so then. funny. Wow. And then at the end of the two-day orientation, I pass out a survey <laughs> and they all fill out the survey. And I said, okay, please fill this out. It lets my bosses know whether I did a good job or not being your orientation leader. Mm-hmm. And, and please write comments in the comment box. And if you can't think of anything to write, I'll write a few <laughs> words on the chalkboard for you to utilize. Feel free to utilize. And I wrote words like, she's hilarious. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> she's so funny. Oh she God. she smells bad. She smells you bad. Know? And so like, you know, these lazy freshmen, they just copy, they just copy. whatever I put on the board. That's and like 
my boss would always get a pile of the most <laughs> raving reviews wow. of me. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So. You were a hustler back then already. I know. <laughs> to get comments. <laughs> to on, get comments. To get well, comments. Like, no real gain, right? You probably got no gain from getting all these raving. Like you didn't get paid more. It's a probably a volunteer job, right? No, I got paid. We all got paid the same. Uh-huh. But it just makes you look good. I mean, there is no financial gain, you blood-sucking Singaporean. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that sarcasm? Sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> I literally don't fucking know. I don't know. God damn it. Why is she being sarcastic? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the, the problem I have with Asians is that to you guys, Everything's about money. <laughs> and I'm an Asian American. And to me, sometimes things are just about happiness. And it made me happy that I handed my boss a pile of 30 reviews. Oh, God, it was for happiness. It was for okay, happiness. That makes sense. And it's like, you guys don't know what the pursuit of happiness is. <laughs> yeah, we just know money. You guys just know money. Just know and money. you think money equates happiness. Well, not me, because I was rich. I was a lawyer. So I know better than that. But yes, I think a lot of us have been drilled. What to kind think- of lawyer? I was a corporate lawyer. I did mergers and acquisitions, private equity, and capital markets. Uh It's a mouthful, I know. So you negotiated mergers with American Airlines and United Airlines or something like that? Companies like that, yeah. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Can you divulge any company secrets? Any company secrets? Uh... We did have to to represent Lehman Brothers during that crash, so we were a big bankruptcy firm as well. Uh Uh-huh. And... Boring. Yeah, boring. I did the Hertz IPO. Hertz Rent-A-Car? Yeah. I oh. did the initial public offerings. That was pretty cool. That's my did first Did you neg- negotiate free rent-a-cars for life? <laughs> I wish. Bad Asian. But, you know, I would crash all of them, so they said no. They were like, the white people can have free rental cars, but not the Asian girl. Damn it. Damn it. Well, I feel like, I don't know, mergers and acquisitions is kind of boring. It right? is very it's boring. Very no, boring. It's very boring. It's so And it's very boring. hard work. And my investment banker friends, when they heard that I was going to mergers and acquisitions, they're like, wow, that's a painful job. And that's coming from bankers who work 100-hour weeks. So right. Like, yeah. yeah. Let's not talk about your... Yeah, let's not talk about that. Your lawyer job is boring. Yeah, it's boring. The point was that I know what it was like to be rich and it doesn't make you happy. It doesn't? No. No? Why? I wanted to um, get hit by a bus. Why? So then I could be in the hospital and not work. Oh, see... I think I'm doing life right. Like I smoke. I think a, you are. I smoke a lot of weed. <gasps> I focus on having fun. Mm-hmm. I not that I focus. You still on make it, good money. Not that I focus on it. I value having fun over making money. Yeah. And there are some times in my life that I'm like, I should focus on making money more, but I'm also like, I'm having fun. And I'm I'm so much more balanced now. You know, like I'm spending a month. I wouldn't in go Europe. that far. <laughs> I'm spending a whole month vacation in Europe. That's balance You're not vacationing in my life. In Europe, aren't you doing shows everywhere? Not everywhere. Like two cities, and uh-huh. then three cities is fun. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. See, I don't consider Europe a vacation. Really? Going to Europe is work. Oh, really? Yeah, you got to figure out how am I going to get to London? Okay, now when you go to a city that you have to figure out your way around, it's not like a real vacation is going to like the Bahamas. Oh, well, I'm going to three spas. I'm a big spa girl. Like I love outdoor spas. <gasps> Me too. You too. Have you discovered the outdoor spas with mountain views? That's my thing. No. The first time I sat in a hot tub looking at the Swiss mountains, I'm like, where the fuck has this been all my life? So Shut the that's fuck what I go to Europe up. for. 
the outdoor oh mountain view spots. Oh my god! Yeah, who knows how to enjoy life, bitch? Who knows how to enjoy life, huh? Wow! <laughs> Dang! Dang! Mm-hmm. I mean, I have been in a spa, I guess, in Aspen. Oh, those are beautiful. Yeah, right? it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. hot but springs it, but it with was the mountain like, views. It was freezing oh. cold. It was the dead That's of winter. That's not hot springs, then. Yeah, mm. it's not a hot springs one. Mm. All right. Well, Jocelyn Chia, thanks for doing my podcast. People can follow you on Twitter at Jocelyn Chia, right? That's right. I do have Twitter, even do though people, I don't use it. Do people make cha 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 chia pet jokes? All the time. In fact, when I ran for a sorority, they were like cha 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 chia, and then they discovered that it's not chia, it's chia. And so one girl actually went around correcting every sorority sister. It's chia, what? not cha 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 chia. What a cunt. <laughs> I hope you deleted her number. I did. <laughs> that was sarcasm. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Speedweed. Speedweed is America's most trusted name in medical marijuana delivery. Speedweed began as a three-person family business in 2011 and now has over 30,000 members enjoying the convenience and discretion of cannabis home delivery. From celebrities to soccer moms, Speedweed offers same-day and overnight delivery of medical marijuana throughout California. And boy, do I miss that speedweed delivery. Oh my God, where you take it for granted in California that weed is legal and you could get it delivered straight to your home because I'm stuck in Asia right now and you cannot even smoke weed. You cannot even sell weed. I brought some weed t-shirts. I haven't even been wearing them because I don't want to even get drug tested. So you never really know what you got till it's gone And right now, weed is gone for me. So I cannot wait to smoke that delicious speed weed the second I land and get to California. For more information, make sure you go to www.speedweed.com. Check out their catalog of all the cannabis-related products that you can use. You don't have to smoke it. You could also eat it. You could also apply it with these roll-on lotions. They got everything that your heart can imagine. So go to speedweed.com. Hey guys, this episode, I was laughing my ass off editing this episode with Jocelyn. This might be my funniest episode I texted her. Thank you, Jocelyn Chia, for doing my podcast. You could check her out. I think there's a YouTube set of hers from Gotham Comedy Live. And she will also be on Comedy Central Asia next month. All right, I'm in Korea right now where weed is very illegal. Weed is so illegal here. When you get caught for smoking weed, they will reduce your sentence if you read out whoever sold you that weed. Man, there's a whole read out culture that I am not very fond of. Cannot wait to get back to California. It makes me really appreciate growing up in the United States and living there. Really, 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 I really miss the States. (laughs) I will be traveling to Busan, Korea today. It's a beach town. If you live there, I will be at HQ Bar 
tonight, I believe. Is it tonight? Oh yeah, the show's tonight. All right, I'll be in Busan, Korea tonight at HQ Bar at 9.30 p.m. I'll be um, in Seoul this Friday and Saturday. This Friday, July 20th, I'll be at Route 66 at 9 p.m. And on Saturday, July 21st, I'll be at Comedy Haven with Danny Cho, comedian extraordinaire from L.A. at 10 p.m. August 1st and 2nd, I'm in Naples at Off the Hook Comedy Club. August 6th, I'm at Red Bar in Miami. August 7th, I'm in Miami at Sweet Caroline Bar. August 8th, I'm in Miami at Craftsman. September 6th, I'm at the Boca Black Box in Boca Raton, Florida. And November 9th, I'm at the Comedy Place in San Diego. Thank you guys so much for listening. I had so much fun talking to Jocelyn. I'm so glad I made it out of Singapore. I will be fine because Singapore has stricter laws than Korea. So I'm going to be fine here. Korea is something else. It is... It has changed so much that I don't understand people who move back here. It's like Manhattan. It's not what it used to be. It used to be a lot dingier and a lot poorer. And now it's it's almost gone the other way in, in an extreme way. There's just lights and there's stores everywhere. It's a little intense. Am I having the best time ever? I'm having an okay time. I'm sure I'll be having a better time when I'm doing my shows because right now I kind of got downtime for a couple days. The burgeoning comedy scene here is still very small, so there wasn't a show I could do last night. I've just been chilling at the spa and doing a little shopping and can't wait to get back on stage. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you go to my website and subscribe to my email list and follow Jocelyn on Twitter. See you guys next week. Bye.